Thank you guys for tuning into In The Fight. It's Monday, September 6th. It is Labor Day. It is 1222 here in San Diego, California. Before we get into the, today's episode, I got to explain how this all went down because this is a story and a half. On Thursday, I recorded this episode of the podcast on Thursday. My guest was former UFC light heavyweight champion, former UFC heavyweight tournament champion, one of the absolute pioneers of MMA, Vitor the Phenom Belfort. Incredible experience. We went 50 minutes talking everything, life, family, the Bible, fitness, combat sports, rules, changes in MMA, like literally covered so many different topics. After the pod, we talked about surfing, like we literally covered so many different things. After the podcast was over, minutes after it ends, I'm I'm sitting and I had no idea what to think. I'm like, dude, I don't know if Vitor loved it. I don't know if he liked it. I don't even know what just happened. It was a whirlwind. I get a text from his agent minutes after the podcast. Yo, quote, from Vitor, quote, loved that kid's energy, one of the best interviews I've ever done, end quote. I'm like, holy fucking shit, what? This is absolutely absurd. Vitor was supposed to take on Oscar De La Hoya on September 11th at Staples Center in Los Angeles. After the podcast, Vitor's like, yo, you gotta come, we need you there. I'm like, okay, I got approved for a media pass, I was gonna go to the fight on Friday. Oscar De La Hoya test positive for COVID. And it's been just madness ever since. Um, De La Hoya is out. They bring in Evander Holyfield. Um, and because of his age and because of his track record performance history, they don't. the California State Athletic Commission doesn't approve of the fight. So it gets moved to Florida. The whole event does. Um, so unfortunately, I will not be going anymore. Luckily, in the podcast, we really don't talk that much about Oscar De La Hoya, just the conversation kind of went in a different direction. So it's all good. Um, the opening of the podcast, though, he didn't have great Wi-Fi, so it's just a little choppy. So I'm going to drop you guys in it at about minute 10, minute 13, something like that, uh, once he's settled in and, and finds a good uh, spot for Wi-Fi. But guys, I, I think this conversation is interesting. I hope you guys enjoy it. I understand the, the complexities of, you know, he's no longer fighting Oscar De La Hoya. I could have asked different questions. I apologize for the changes that have gone down the last few days. But nonetheless, this is an interesting episode. It's with a great guest. Super interesting. I hope you guys enjoy it. Thank you for the time and thank you for tuning into In The Fight. This is 1.37 p.m. Stories of hustle and grind from the intersection of culture, style, music, and sports. All right, ladies and gentlemen, it is Wednesday, September 1st. It is 1.02 p.m. here in San Diego, California. And I have the pleasure of speaking with a four UFC champion, a no doubt MMA Hall of Famer, a pioneer of the sport, former UFC heavyweight tournament champion, former cage rage champion of the world. This is an absolute pleasure. It is an honor today on In the Fight, ladies and gentlemen, the one, the only, the phenom, 
Vitor Belfort. Vitor, thank you so much. This will mean more to me than you could ever even imagine. It's it's a joy for me, my friend. When you when I'm with a, a young man entrepreneur like yourself, I look always I see something that it's like a lot of kids right now they are they in desperation. So you are inspiration for many entrepreneurs out there, what you do, and, and it's a pleasure to be here with you, my friend. Thank you. That that means a lot to me. You know, um, it actually kind of fits about my first question, um, which I had for you. So the early days of your career, and I'm sorry, we, we will get to, we will get to uh, the, the battle with Oscar De La Hoya, but um, before we do, the early days of your career, you had this star power, unbelievable energy from the moment the fans saw you, from the moment it happened, you had their attention. And I think so many fighters today are still trying to find that. They want to, they want that star power so early on. Do you look at the current fighters of today? And is there a fighter or two that you can look at and say, you know, they have that that it thing when, when, when they're in the cage, when they put on the gloves, people want to watch, or do you think what you had truly was special and alone? Yes. The star power is something that resigned inside of you. And, and like, you cannot mimic, you cannot try to copy. I think in, when I was in one of the best years of my career in 2013, I, Sorry, you cut, um, Vitor, if you wouldn't mind, I'm sorry, Vitor, if you wouldn't mind, you cut out a little bit there. Would you mind just going back, uh, yeah. 10 seconds? I'm going to start. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, the star power is something that is residing inside of you. You cannot try to copy or try to replicate it the same. Everyone has to find your niche and your persona. And I remember, you know, Conor McGregor in 2013 when Lorenzo came to me and said, you got to look out for this kid. He reminds you a lot of you in the beginning of a career. And I say, yes, he's a lefty. He, he, he has a country behind him. So he, he had a lot of going on on his favor. So similar from what I had, of course, his momentum and the time that he came about and he has his identity. He, he did amazing and, and, and very, very successful man. And that reminds me of him a lot. Vitor, thank you. Um, you know, one of the reasons we're talking and I guess we can get into it now is next Saturday, September 11th, this will be coming out a few days before that you're taking on Oscar de la Hoya in a pro boxing match. And, you know, I'm not going to ask you about the other hooplas here and there because I know you're getting asked about it all the time. But I was interested. You've been in MMA 20 plus years, right? You've, you've done that game for so long. And even someone who does something for one year, you get a little tired, you get a little fatigued. The, the same thing becomes... Uh, not boring, but it does get old. So were you re-energized when you got to train for something that was different than what you had done before? Was this a, was this a spark of energy kind of for you? 
Yeah, so I, I've been boxing my whole life. And the way I box, it's, it's more martial arts, catered to martial arts. I had a time to kind of just cater to boxing. And th that's, that's been my dream, is to be able to see who has the best hands, the MMA artist or the, or the boxer. But the rules are catered to boxing. And I believe my dream is to be able to create, create a way that we can box in our realm where I'll be able to grab your neck, grab your hands. And I think that's the future. That's what Trillium is about to start doing. Oscar didn't want to do that rules. He wants to do only boxing. I say, okay, I'm going to go and, and I'm going to beat you in your own game. And then after that, I'll open it to bring any boxer, any world champion, current champion or ex-champion. You know, I believe I have the best hands in combat sport. And I mean, that's what we want to see. We want to see who has the best hands. And I know he has a great boxing skills, so do I, and it's going to be a great challenge, and it's going to be something you cannot miss. Um, Vitor, I'm, you know, I'm young. I'm not a fighter myself. I, I never pretend to know more than the fighters. I never want to criticize a fighter because I'm not the one in there. When you look at, you know, your matchup with Oscar, you have – a championship at 205 pounds. You have a tournament championship at heavyweight. Most of Oscar's career is at 147, 154, even a little bit lighter than that in his early days. Um, do you think the audience is misunderstanding like the size difference between you guys? Because obviously Oscar's you know bigger as he's gotten older. But what do you think is the the truth when it comes to your size versus his? Remember, boxing is, is more skills sport than MMA. Boxing got to be very skillful, and so an Oscar is very skillful. Uh, I think uh, I, I match. You know, uh, uh, it's very intrigued. That's what brings a lot of intention because it's the two legendary fighters. Are you know he has much more advantage on this. On, on I'm going to his sports. I believe if the boxers go to MMA. I believe even the, even the girls can beat them, you know. Like I'm, I'm, I'm not kidding. It's like it's a, such a difficult sport, and I know these boxers are fantastic athletes. But you know, when it comes down to jujitsu, you know, it takes years. It's a totally, to, totally different. You know, you cannot learn like that. But I, but uh, that being said, it's what makes intrigue is like I have my strength, and Oscar has his strength, and, and I believe it's like whoever. Uh, it's going to be able to show in 9-11. That's going to be the date. We have a date, and I'm excited to go out there and perform. It's like I'm focusing what I can control and focusing my strengths and not my weakness. And, of course, he's going to try to explore. But my job is to go out there and just break his will and, and looking for a victory in every second. Um, this is not, a, not an exhibition. This is not an exhibition. He's not going to be dancing around. He's not going to be this. Most of this combination that they do, you know, it's not going to be. It's going to be a real fight. You know, we're going to be there to kind of put that, put them out each other. You know, we're going to look to to win. Vitor, could you even fight in an exhibition fight? Do you even know what that? Could you? No. Could Vitor Belfort fight in an exhibition fight? No, everything's real. Vitor Belfort is everything. I'm no fake news, no fake nothing. I cannot, I cannot produce that. I'm a real man. Um. Whoa. 
We'll let you turn on the light here real quick. Okay, hold on. You know what? I'm going to have to get out of the chamber. My, my light just died. <laughs> it's okay. Take your time, Vitor. Take your time. Hold on. Sorry. No, no. It's okay. It's okay. That's technology. <laughs> you ever need a hyperbat chamber? Um, I have not. I'm uh, very interested, though. Yeah, it's pretty cool. I'm going to get out of here. I'm going to show you. Man. Is this at, is this at your house? Yeah. Wow. This is, uh, this is, yeah, it's uh, pretty, pretty cool stuff. It's, uh, you see, like, they're covered. What part of uh, San Diego you live? Uh, what part of San Diego? Yeah. Um, like, up north, it's called, like, Encinitas and Carlsbad. Oh, yeah, beautiful. You surf? A lot. Yeah, I love surfing. Love. I, I'm, I'm going in about an hour. The moment I finish this interview, I'm going surfing. They have some good waves now. Yeah, in the summer it's smaller, so it's a lot more longboarding. Um, during the winter, though, the waves get bigger, and I can I can bring out my shortboard. Right now, right now, what size waves are there? Uh, two, three, four feet. It's not that bad. No, no, it's very, very mild. Do you surf? Uh, yeah, I surf a lot before. I, I actually, I, I live in LA. I live in I live in San Diego for a couple, couple, couple years ago. But I think you're. How old are you? I'm 24. So when I lived there was in 1990, 1997. When you born? 1997. Wow. <laughs> that was the date. Where, where, uh, were you training out here? Yeah, I used to live in, in, I used to have a, uh, a gym over there in close to La Jolla. Really? Yeah. It's funny, man. When you born, I used to live there. I was 18 years old. Crazy. Would you ever move back? Oh man, I had a heart, a heartbeat. That place is is my favorite. Like there is no better. So you see, I'll show you here so you can understand what it is. Yeah. So this is the hyperbaric chamber. I have two. I have one over there, and one, and this one over here. See. Oh yeah, pretty cool. Oh my God, yeah, how much this, is that helping? Is, oh man, this is great. It's just great for you know a lot of. So it's, it's a lot of things that are good for. Let me just let me go to a better. I'm gonna go to a better place. Everything. It's uh. What it does, it speed your metabolism and your recovery system. Cool. 
Thing rocks. You gotta come. Roxy! Here, I think I had better reception. I'm just. Take hey, your please. time, take your time, take your time. No. You drink a lot of water or no? Yeah, I uh, got a lot right here, actually. Um, it's been very humid this summer, so I'm, I'm sweating more during my workouts. So I'm, I'm trying to do a, a glass before I drink my coffee, and then I, I try and do a glass before uh, I drink my wine at night. <laughs> <laughs> you like wine? Yeah, yeah, I do. Okay, I think we are now we're perfect. Bada bing. Boom, let's go. No, no rush at all, Vitor. No rush at all. We're ready. Okay. Um Well, one, Vitor, you're in incredible shape right now. In absolutely incredible shape. Um and I was you know, one of the things I wanted to kind of talk about is like the changes in sports medicine and sports training has changed so much over the last 20 years outside of the chamber, which we were just talking about. Is there something else you've kind of fallen in love with when it comes to recovery or training itself, a way to save your body? What's something you've kind of really, really believed in over the last few years in terms of training? So, you know, we're looking for the hack, you know, we're always looking for something to add or to do. So, a couple of years ago in 2017, I opened up a boutique fitness called Belfort Fitness Lifestyle, called BFL. So it's all my expertise and everything I understand. So example, like to produce muscle, you got to create inflammation. To produce healing, you got to create inflammation. The, the biggest problem right now we have is it's, it's where it's, it's today's everybody's an expert. You know, that's the problem. And I mean, before, you know, it takes takes time to become an expert in something. So let's say you, you're going to go for doing your surgery in your heart. You're not going to look for a, a young guy to do your heart. Am I right? You're going to look for someone who has experience. And that's being the problem. So we are not looking, when we're looking for fitness, you know, we're looking for, oh, who has the best body? Who has the best this? Who looks? So, and, and, and we all individual, but it has one thing that is very important. A workout design, it's you have to go through a process of priming your body, going through a routine of workouts that save your joints because I'm telling you, your joints are, when it's used, it's done, you're going to put a new hip. Like today, I was with a doctor in the elevator. He's, man, it looks so good. And I was kind of doing a massage gun and he said, hey, man, if you need, come to, come check it out. And I say, your, your orthopedic sports, and say, you, you do athletes? Oh, no, I, I, I do a lot of hips. You know, I put a lot of products in the hips and the knees and say hey man you look like you have a a tight hip a problem in your hip come upstairs and i was thinking in my head do you think i'm stupid i'm gonna go look for your advice look you are you fat all out of shape you know these guys are looking to put a new hip new, new new knee the problem is like who is your doctor who is your trainer who are you choosing to listen who is your mentor who are guiding you to the direction the way you think is great. Because the problem is when the wrong becomes the normal, 
when the wrong becomes the normal. That's what society is facing right now, trouble, trials. It's very sad to see America so divided into political. Everybody knows politics. Everybody knows about the vaccine. Everybody knows about cryptocurrency. Everybody knows about everything. So the problem of the world is simple. I know that I don't know nothing. I was there today with a neuroscience doctor, and what is good to hear from one of the best doctors, say, Victor, what I discovered that I don't know nothing about the brain. And you're talking about a guy who's one like, expert in the brain. So the problem with the mind right now, they discover a, a, a fishing hook, like a, a, a thing to hold people's attention called the fake news. And we are consuming the fake news through social media. So we all these entrepreneurs, this this scientists with these influencers who knows and all that and has followers, people are listening to their advice. And I mean, if you want to have a healthy marriage, I want a advice for someone who's been married, not someone who just study about marriage. It's the one thing is to know, one thing is to do. So through all my knowledge, I acquire and I create this boutique fitness styles, like one hour class, we prime the body, we go to the workout, where it's very safe, it's very safe for the body. We have 70-year-old people, young people, and it's like you versus you. You're not competing against anybody but you. So I teach people what I do with my, my daily life. And, and I mean, and then they take to extend how, how they want to learn. And then, of course, we help them with the nutrition, we help them with the advice. But again, unfortunately, like I tell my friends, you want to be look like me, you want to do like, okay, so you're going to have to do little, a lot, not a lot, little. That being said, you have to do a lot of little things every day to have what I have. But, you know, how long? They say, in, in one week, I can, I can, in one month? I say, no, you're looking for the hack. That is no hack in success. So my advice for people is like, to, in the today world, especially in the fitness, with you buy this machine, you do this, you're going to be expert. Oh, you do this, or you buy this thing, you buy this bike. You, no, forget all that. This is all BS. They're all sales, all, all marketing sales. So the reality of this, you want a success, do a little, a lot, a lot, a lot, not a lot, little. And I mean, in, 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 in I call it the KISS principles. You know the KISS principles? Keep it simple. Simple, stupid. Oh, no, okay. Keep it and it's straightforward. Not stupid because some people put it stupid, but the meaning of KISS means keep it simple and straightforward don't try to bend it that's why they say stupid because stupid people are trying to bend something that mm -hmm. you're not supposed to bend so keep it straightforward you know gotta be simple allows everybody to do it and everybody has gonna have to tweak to their own self so it's it's a journey of lifestyle do you think that is true with mma where it's like every year there's a new tactic that a fighter is going to use this year it's leg kicks right this year the the hack is the leg kick and if every fighter does the leg kick you'll win or a few years ago it was um the superman punch everyone oh you have to learn the superman punch do you think that's true about mma where the reality is no you have to learn all of it, it one little move isn't going to change your career I think what it is, it's a comp I call it the compound effect. You ever heard of compound effect? Yeah, do one if you do an extra ten minutes every day, it adds on top of each other. I call one percent a day. Okay. I tell my kids, let's get better one percent a day. So we how many days we have in a month? Thirty. Thirty one, no? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
So, so you add, so you're going to be better at the end of the month. You're going to be better 32, 30, 31%. Yeah. And two months, you're going to be 62%. Yep. And then in three months, you're going to be a hundred percent better. So the idea of compound effect applies for everything you do in your life, healthy marriage, you know, you know, you want to become good in academics. And one of the reasons my son, he's an amazing quarterback. And he say, dad, everybody in the team struggle right now. You know, they cannot keep up. They're not having support. And I say, what about you? Are you struggling right now? I say, no. So it's not everybody. And they say, oh, because, because I, I, I focus. I say, yes. The problem is some of the players, they don't want to focus on the class. So your job is to become the best quarterback in the field. But you can only transfer to the field what you do in a class. So right now, we have all these experts, you know, in, in everything. You know, they go into, oh, I'm going to go to the university. I'm going to become a doctor. And you study all this doctor. And then they send you to the real world. And they say, man, everything that I learned there, I have to, I have to, now I have to, now mm -hmm. I have to start from the beginning. So the hack of MMA is this. And why the lag that this calf kick is working? Because, first of all, they're not blocking the way they're supposed to be blocking. You know, you check kicks. So the calf kicks will hurt you. It's a small bone. So it's almost like a science. Small bone and it hurts you. How you have to block it? In a different way. You cannot block it. You have to move your leg forward and then attack. So it's an evolving of how to adapt to this leg kick. So... It's people is always looking for, or, or now why people breaking a lot of legs. Remember, the sport never being adapted to a new rules setting. Remember, the problem with every sport in football, they adapt the rules. You know, you cannot attack quarterback like you used to do. So I believe the UFC, you know, is not their interest, you know, to change the rules. And because their business is to sell fights, you know, and it's not about the fighters. And the fighters, you know, they don't have a union to protect them there, whatever. Mm -hmm. Someone like myself who has knowledge and, okay, how we can make it better. The rules of MMA is, like, still too old. We got to come to a point it's too violent. You know, the fighters are not the same. They evolve. They become better. So we got to evolve the rules as well. Some things you have to kind of not take it out, but just adapt in a way that is no more injuries that can cause, like, a guy like Conor McGregor out of the – for a year, who knows he's going to be able to come back. And, and if he's be able to come back, yeah. how he's going to be able to come back. So how we go is through all these things that are going on and we adapt the rules. Of course, if you say, you see, are we going to adapt the rules? No, no, don't change because it's working for them. So I believe, I know it's, it's too, too far ahead, but I'm, I'm just talking knowledgeable right now. <laughs> this is going to happen. Maybe what we're talking right now, years from now, you're going to say, man, Victor said when I was 26 years old. And now I'm 40, I'm, I'm evolved. My, look, my podcast is so big right now. So that being said, MMA will never be Olympic sport the way it is the rules. So mm -hmm. violent in your body. As Dana White said, MMA is a young man's sport. So that being said, it's like, so it's a young man's sport because of the joints. The joints are young men's sport. So you see Tom Brady playing football as 44. His joints are good. So... It's a lot of things involved. I know they do in the UFCPI and, and they do everything they can help and they try, but I mean, they are promoting company. They're not, they're not a, a wellness company. U, UFC, it's a promoting company. And I mean, Dana White is the best promoter in the country, in, in the world right now. So 
But my, we are talking about the leg kick or, or the evolve of the sport. I'm going deeper. Are we changing the rules? Are we going to readapt the rules? Who create the rules? Our fighters are involved. Guys who, who, who be in the sport are involved. Doctors are involved. And remember, when you say doctors, you have two types of doctors. The holistic doctors, they're looking for, you know, better health. And they, and they have the deep pockets doctors. The doctors, they're in the pocket. You know what I'm saying? They write prescription, do this, do that, let's go. You, you know, they're with the move. Whatever my pocket is doing, I'm doing my medicine. So right now we live in a, in a, in a world that is a it's it's a lot of uh, a, a lot of things are are, are changing and, and we are going to this new realm and I'm always going to longevity you know I like the Bordeaux wine and the Bordeaux wine you like wine you know why the Bordeaux wine is so good it's so valuable because they've been harvested you know years ago. And they, mm -hmm. and they they seal that. So when you all open that wine, it's the best wine because it's from 1960 something, you know. So we gotta use the knowledge of the older guys so we can help the younger guys, you know. So I think MMA, we need the infrastructure, the rules, and and adapt and and make it better. And I think that that that's what it has to go. So what's the rule? If you were if tomorrow they said Vitor. You are the you are the president of MMA. You get to decide tomorrow one rule. What's the rule that you're changing? I, it's, it's not it's, remember the secret thing is to do a lot of little things. Okay. Mm -hmm. So the number one thing is I'm trying to avoid everything that create injuries that is called permanent injuries. You know, like the stump kicks. You know, kicks mm -hmm. that is not for knockout. I'm looking for. For for a finish for a knockout, it's okay, and so and I will give more power to the judge to finish the fight without Ooh. being apologetic. So I'll give Ooh. more power to finish the fight because I believe a lot of guys getting CTE because the judge let them go because it's gonna be a good fight. The guy can turn over, you know. It's like I'll give more power. Not just that, you, you sometimes you're in the lock, your your joints in the lock, something you need, and you don't want to tap. Because you're a warrior, mm -hmm. but you know you're gonna end up with seven, you know, with a surgery in your arm, and that's gonna damage your career. So, Jacare Jacare Souza, you know, two yeah. months ago broke his arm because he didn't want to tap. Yeah, so I'll give power, and I'll I'll take every everything that you know that that that, that stump that John Jones does that kick. That kick is not is not to win the fight; it's just to damage your knees. So I kind of remove some stuff. And, okay. and make it more, you know, if this is to knock out, a head kick to the head, it's okay. You, 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 you'd be knocked out. But I mean, everything that create a long, long, long injuries, you know, like can tore your, uh, your ACL or something, I'll kind of start adapting. I'll bring neuroscience into the science and, and understanding if we put the gloves a little more bigger and, mm -hmm. you know, protect the fingers. I think the fingers are, are cannot, yeah. you cannot straight your legs. So they have a glove that your fingers have to be tied, you know. Oh, it's going to be bad for grappling, but at least someone's not going to lose her vision. And, you know, we have Michael's Bispin with, with, with a blind eye because, you know, a lot of poking in your eyes. So a lot of people are damaged. So you cannot, you cannot, you know, it's hard because it's, it's going to happen again. Look, this leg breaks that happen. It, it's happening because of just the fight or the training, because they have to simulating the training in a way that has become damaging the training. 
So we don't have headgears for MMA. We don't have shin pads for MMA. We're still very behind where it's supposed to be. Everything's readapting from other martial arts. So now we have this brand new martial arts called MMA that doesn't even have like the world tournament of, of, of amateurs. You see amateurs kicking their head with no shin pads. The guy don't get paid. This is insane. You're not even getting paid. You're kicking someone. You know, you're fighting for $200. You, you're already getting damage in your, in your head. So we have to create a scale. It's like, okay, it's like college, high school, college. And so we have to create a, categorize, you know, like a, you know, you're not in, in, in UFC or Bellator or PFL. You're in the amateur league. So the amateur league has to have this this stuff. So right now we have a lot of fighters that when they start their career, they're already damaged. So it's a lot of things have to change, but you know, it's a, it's a process, man. It's a process. Remember promoters want money, sponsors want money. I'm, I'm as a competitor. I want, I want the fighters to be, have a job, you know, it's like a retirement. I want the fighters to have uh, learn how to save money, how they can prepare for the, for, for the, when they want to fight with 40 years old, how many guys can fight, really fight at 40 year old. It's not a lot. And why? Because their lifestyle or whatever they did. So you gotta you gotta ask those who did something to to sustain and be there. And and I gotta see because sometimes a lot of those guys they're gonna be deep pockets. You know, they wanna be in favor of this because they have money. So you gotta understand. You gotta weight the pros and the cons. But at the end of the day, we're talking about now how we can make MMA becomes a. a, a not just a, a big sport, but also can become safer, better. We can have these guys, you know, with, with good health brands. So I'll bring a lot of doctors, neuroscience, orthopedic doctors, and talk about how we can make these rules in, in a shape that will make very interest and, and very entertaining, but at the same time, you know, uh, safe for the athletes. Um, you mentioned your son uh, a little bit ago. You know, he's playing football. He's, he's an incredible quarterback at least, you know, from what it appears. And the last time, you know, you when you were competing in the UFC, he was younger. He didn't necessarily understand what you were doing. How different is it now training, competing with him also competing, creating his own story, embarking on his own journey? Is that different for you? It, it, is, it, is, it, it is the best thing that happened to a father is to be able wow. to impart impart something into their kids. And when I say impartation, impartation is something that is from your hand. It, it's like you lay laying your hands in someone and, and something that's transfer. I believe in impartation. I'm a very spiritual man. And I believe I impart something to my kids. It's hard to describe if you don't understand, if you don't have my beliefs, if you don't understand. But it's a, impartation is almost like a... From generation to generation, it's almost like when you see Kobe Bryant was, you know, something was in part through Michael Jordan to Kobe Bryant and and Kobe Bryant in part in somebody else. So it's almost like a generational thing. You just got to realize who's in part in your life and you'd be willing to receive. My kids are willing to receive. And like I said, I can I can I can describe that is a, a privilege. You know, every every Friday he has football. You know, start his high school, high school career. My daughter is a, is a, is a, she's a 13 year old playing with varsity volleyball in a high level. So they're all competing right now. They're all training. My other daughter is a gymnast, 
number one genius in her class, in her in her category in the East Coast. So they love competition. But I mean, like I said, here is like a lifestyle. You're competing to become the best version of yourself. Today, I put a post very interesting. It's kind of you versus you. What are you fighting for? What are you fighting for is like what what's your goal? You know, what's the per the things that you're you're purposeful in your life? You, you want to become successful just money or you want to become successful with a legacy something that you live for the next generation so i teach my kids to be able to to become better version of myself so my kids are so ahead of myself and i mean i'm so proud of them but like they're they are caving their own success like i tell my son son this is your journey i can only help you i cannot do it for you I cannot do, but I can kind of mentor you. I can kind of coach you. And and one thing I'm very good at, what I'm not good at, I'm looking for the best. And and I mean, that's how it is meant. Mentorship for me is the most valuable, you know, university. You're looking for a mentor that can they can they can teach you, can guide you. So I'm very fortunate. My kids have great coaches, great mentors around them. And like I said, they are creating their journey. And I think it's like. It's through trials. It's trial tribulation makes a man shape a man. The reason we had in depression, America had the best generation because they have the depression. And right now we have oppression. We are in an oppression generation, not a depression. When I mean oppression is like people are living a life they're not supposed to be living because they want to be looking good on Instagram. They're posting, they're doing this, they, they are following the trend. So they're living by oppression, you know. It's that that the multi-level marketing is in your head. You know, you you don't have a TikTok account, man. You got to do it. You got to do it this way. You got to do it that way. You got to you got to be this way. Oh, you you're not political. You got to be political. Come on, choose a side. Choose a side. So it's unfortunately we live in a very weak generation where we have a lot of people with money, but they are so poor, so poor. The only thing they have is money. Um. I think you're very, very correct. And I'm someone who works in TikTok and I work in social media. So I, I understand what you're saying. I think for me, the way I, I fight that is exercise. For me, when that hour of exercise every day is my hardship. There's no camera. There's, there's no one saying, oh, you're doing a good job. There's no one saying, no, for that hour, I want it to be hard. I want to struggle because the, you know, you need struggle to grow. So for me, it's been the, the hour workout every day, hitting the heavy bag, going for a run for that hour. You cannot fake the work that you do. Um, and so I, I've kind of also, you know, working in social media, that has been one of my efforts. It's like, no, for an hour, you need it to be really, really hard in order to but grow. Nobody knows the struggle that you went through to become an expert in social media and TikTok. It takes a lot of work. To become a TikToker, successful TikToker, it takes a lot of words to become a great influencer. And, mm -hmm. and and that being said, is this: it's what message are you living? One thing that really got me very sad and very depressed when I heard that a lot of musicians they do this cuss music, they don't let their kids listen to their music, and because they they don't believe what they do is good for them. It's almost like they, they do this, they, they sell this persona, they're, they're not living. So it's almost like a, you're living a double agent life. So when you sell, I call selling yourself to the devil. So thinking about 
you have billions of dollars here waiting for you. If you become that evil, if you become that person, if you come become very bad, you're gonna get this chunk of money. But if you become a good person, you're gonna have a good a good life, but you're not gonna have a lot of wealthy. You know? So people are choosing this evil versus good. So I always tell you, what content are you producing? Do you believe in your content? You're gonna show your kids, you're gonna be proud of your content, you're gonna say, you be like me, do what I did. You're gonna become successful. Or you're gonna say, no, dad did this because dad wanna acquire a lot of money and be successful. So for me, it's like content is king. I agree, Gary Vee said it's true, content is king. But what is a king that rules forever is the quality of a content is, is forever. Because the Bible says that God's gonna judge the, ju the justice and the unjustice. And when I read that, I understand that God's not gonna judge me only what I did bad. God's gonna judge even the things that I did good. What was the intention on that day that I did something good for someone? Oh, Victor, intention was not that good. Some, sometimes you do something good to someone, but your intention But it's for bad. you. It's, it's sometimes bad. it's yeah, for you, not yeah. for them. So yeah, that's why a lot of people do, oh, I'm a philanthropy, philanthropy. Most of philanthropy they do for taxes for them. Yeah, you got it. So my philanthropy is like what my left hand does, my right hand doesn't need to know. I like that. <laughs> um, Vito, I don't know if you know, but Gary V is my boss. I don't know if you know that he uh, he owns what well, this is. One thirty-seven p.m. is our website, and and he owns it. So I didn't know if you knew that, but um, very very cool, Vito. Hey, if he owns that, if he owns that, that means you do something very very good. <laughs> Thank you. Yourself yep. because I know Gary. Gary is a is a very 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 high level entrepreneur. And I mean, it's one of a kind guys. Like it's, it's one of the guys that you don't meet a lot. And I mean, I'm, I'm very fortunate that to be able to work with any media today. And, and I remember when my agent went there first time, he was not there. And, and now they brought the whole MMA there. So it's good to be part of that vision. I always knew that Gary would be involved. And I think he's not even, Gary didn't, he didn't start yet. In, in the MMA world, he just kind of, he'd like to taste the waters and see how it is. And, and he's very, he's learning. Yeah, he's learning. Yeah. Don't, people don't know that, but he's learning. And I mean, and one thing is good. He has the best guys with him. You know, Greg, the, the, the president of Vaynermedia Sport, he's one of the best, the best agent ever lived and, and the great lawyer. So we have like a team in Vaynermedia, we have the best of everything. So if you, a partner of Gary because you are the best in what you do, man. And I can tell you, you 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 kind of you have his DNA on you, and, and that's what is good. You can see greatness. And I mean, we are just talking. This it's very relevant now, but this content years from now is going to be much more relevant relevant for that generation because we're going through a season right now. I believe we're going to have a lot of persecution in humanity right now. If we don't know right now. I was very sad, very, very, very sad because I lost a lot of lives of warriors that were there defending this country and living there because we had a president that didn't have a plan of exit. And I tell my kids all the time, you start something good, but you have to finish stronger. Everything you start, you, have, you can adapt, you know? 
it's very important to start good. Like, I want to start my first three rounds with Oscar. I know the three first rounds are going to be very important. We're going to start. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. after the third round, it's going to be just as important as the three, the fourth, the fifth, the sixth, the seventh, the eighth is going to be the most important round. So the problem with what's happened, America just left there. Not just they left all their guns and all the stuff. I'm talking about the lives. I'm, I'm not talking about things. Things we can, we can produce again and, and we make the money again. But what about the life of those? What about the things that are happening there that we don't know? That's called empathy. And I think Gary talking about empathy, about, you know, mm-hmm. he has a lot of empathy mm-hmm. for people, especially the young generation. So my empathy right now is like, let's put all the political realm, all this crypto, oh, I'm a genius in this, everybody's genius. Put all aside, let's be human again. Let's learn how to love. Let's learn how to forgive. I think we forget all the stuff. Everybody does nice videos on Instagram and social media. Everybody's an expert. Everybody's an entrepreneur. Great. You can make money. You can produce things. Great. Stop all that because right now we're going to need something more deep. We're going to have to sell something that money can buy. We're going to have to sell identity for people. They, they don't know who they are. You go ask maybe the Kardashian. They don't know who they are because they become their persona because they're making a lot of money. You go ask maybe Kanye West or Jay-Z. They, they become lost in who they are. They don't know anymore because they become their persona. So, and that's, that's why the kids, the kids, talking about kids that, that they have their parents or famous or very wealthy, these kids are surfing because they are felt fatherless with their father right there with them because they become the father, uh, the, their father becomes an idol. It's not more of, and not, not, my, not their dad. father. So here in my house, I, I'm, I'm a father. I'm a husband first. I'm a father first. So my identity in my house, I know who I am. And, 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 and I rule my world like that. If I lost my identity, I lost everything that I have. So that's, that's my philosophy of life. You, you gotta, you gotta be able to teach your kids empathy, gratitude. Another day we are praying for one, one, one adult that was kind of trying to bully my son in social media. We are praying for that adult. We got in touch with that adult. That adult becomes so embarrassed. And mm-hmm. I and I want to see the guy because he was putting all his frustration in my son, and he's in a male adult. And I was just praying for him. I just want to see him and say, "Why are you trying to do that? How many kids are killing themselves for cyberbullying?" But he doesn't know the heart of my son. My son was praying for the guy, and and he understand the more success he has, the more jealousy and hate he's gonna have, you know. And unfortunately, why? Because success is a good thing, but can only be good. Because if you don't emulate what I'm doing, if you're not in the same page of me, now you become a hater. You, you want to see me fail. So that's the problem we're living in society right now where people are desperate for uh, identity. And they live through your success. And, and they like to judge you. They like to condemn you. And, and when you fail, oh, I knew it. I knew it. No. So it's very sad. The way I look at it with what you're talking about is – I want to be in the race. I don't want to be in the stands screaming at the runners, run faster. Oh, do this. Don't do. I want to be in the race myself. I want to be the one competing. I want to be the one. So I think it's easy. Oh, um, oh, that was a, oh, that was, that was a bad podcast. Oh, that was a bad question. Yeah. You know, maybe it was, maybe it wasn't, but I want to be in the race. You know, I don't want to be the one saying, you know, this was bad or, oh, good job. No, I want to be the one in the race. Um, Vitor, I am, I am good to go. 
Um, but I wanted to ask you one thing. Yeah. Do you think it's possible we could go surfing? Could could me, you, Listen, go go film it a little bit? I'm going to do this. Kelly's lady is a good friend of mine, you know, and, and, and I, I wanted to do, I told, I told Gary and I told Greg, I want to do a vineyard, a vineyard event in the, in the, in the ranch. At the you wave know, pool? We do like a, yeah, in the wave pool and we do like a whole, you know, inviting people. Maybe we do a tournament, celebrity tournaments. We, we invite, you know, people, they love surfing because for me, surfing, man, is part of my, my, my uh, I, I did towing with Gary McNamara. You know, I, I surf big waves in Hawaii. You know, I do that. I, so, but what I love about surfing, because surfing is like, is you versus you. You got yeah. the nature, but it's always you versus you. So when I'm fighting, Oscar De La Hoya is just my opponent, but it's, I'm fighting against myself. And I put a post, you go see my post that I put this morning. It's an amazing post. I think everybody should go. And so uh, my, my Instagram is at Vito Belfort. And, and it's funny because I would like to share something with you that it's, it's, it's please do. This is what Michael Jordan said. I play to win whether doing practice or a real game. And I will not let anything get in the way of me and my competitive enthusiasm to win. The problem is people letting things get into you. So they stalling, they let people stalling shop in their head. That's why they do trash talking. They're trying to be in your head. The problem is this. The Bible said that we are transformed by the renewing of our mind. The, 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 for me, Christianity is not a religion. Christianity is a relationship. It's a relationship that you start to understanding, not just accepting God, you, ex you, ex you accept yourself. And then when you accept yourself, you say, I have to kill that, that old self. I have to kill my bad self. So Christianity for me is a daily murder event. You, you kill these things that your body craving to do it. You have, you have anger toward that person. You, you have, you, you're mad of that person. And then you go to a quiet place and you train yourself to forgive that person. And then you, you, are, you are lazy to do something. And then you force yourself to learn and to love the process. So for me, that's my life. My, that's my constant life. Me and my kids, me and my wife, me and my business. And I mean, maybe I don't have, my numbers are not big because I'm not looking to become a multi-level marketing business because I see a lot of, a lot of profit business. They have a great genius. You have to have technology, but I mean, service today are very poor we don't have good service in a lot of places so for me service is number one you have to serve with passion whatever i don't care so i believe that i go to any business if i go work with you i promise you i'll become the best tiktoker i'll become the best why because i'm gonna learn from you even though you're younger than me you're gonna teach me and i'm gonna learn and i'm gonna observe and i'm gonna do with passion i'm gonna serve i'm gonna serve so whatever i have to do i serve so I think is the secret of success. You'll be able to accept yourself. Don't agree with yourself because you have to fight against yourself, transforming your mind, your habits. So I call it lifestyle. So Belfort Fitness Lifestyle is my business. Is, is you can check belfortlifestyle.com. So I kind of share with people what I do with myself and my kids, but it's very simple. Remember, 
is if it's not a kiss simplicity style, keep it simple and straightforward. You are end up becoming a follower of this thing and you're going to think you're going to the right place and you're not. So it was a pleasure, man. It was Thank an you. honor to be here with you. My God, Vitor, I don't think you under, you know, listen, I know you have done a thousand of these interviews. I know you've done a thousand this week. I know you have more coming, but these 49 minutes for me, this is what I worked for. When I was seven years old, I wanted to be in, in sports content. I knew it from a really young age. I've been following MMA since I could turn on the TV. I have known for a really long time. This is what I want to do. These are my, this is my heavyweight championship fight right now. This podcast is my championship fight. So I know it's just another, another interview for you, but for me, this is my championship fight. So thank you. Thank you very much. Um, hey, that's going to be one of thousands. One of thousands. We, we maybe, we maybe do a junction and we do a session together where we'll be able to strive from people what they would like to be. Maybe I will propose you for us to create something, people, how we can look for bullies. Let's look for bullies. Let's look for those that they give up on themselves and let's transform those people. Let's go after the people that are bad and, and transform them into good because we're looking to condemn. That's one thing I really get sad is like people trying to stamp things on you. Oh, you did this. You, you commit adultery. You commit. Oh, you, oh, now take him away. No. How we can make them, how can we reestablish people into society? Mm -hmm. You know, I think that's, that, that's my passion is to be able to transform people in a better. So I would say we have to fight our bad self. Go see my, my Instagram. You got to fight your bad self to become the best version of yourself. I will let you know. Um, Vitor, do you, would you mind sharing one bi uh, a Bible verse I should go read later? So I have so many, but I mean, just, I, just I'll, one, just, just give me just one Bible verse to, so, to go read. So one reading I think you, you should read is called the Philemon letter. It's just two letters. Okay. Philemon was a slave. Philemon was a slave. So you gotta, you gotta read the letter of Philemon. You're going to understand. So, so that guy wants to kill that slave that he laughed. He, and, and then he ends up in prison with Paul. So Paul write up a letter to that guy. The, the, the prisoner becomes in jail with Paul, and Paul said, he's leaving. So I, I call, put, put his tab on me. Paul said, I did everything for you. Don't kill that man. Give him a second chance. So I don't know what he stole. The Bible doesn't talk about why he took it away. Maybe he took it on the one, whatever. Whatever it is, the guy was going to kill that guy. But Paul read a letter for this guy who was his, 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 his student said, He's leaving, and I want you to receive him not as a slave, but as a brother. Remember, back in the days, when you when you come to a low caste, you never could go up caste. Like if you if you if you're born poor, you're gonna die poor. So, so not just Paul asked him to forgive him, but also to give him an uh, 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 he received as a brother. So that letter is very powerful. But I will give you the Psalm 144 for you. Uh, it's a very powerful Psalms for of David. You know, he's a guy who I love so much because the Bible said that David has the heart of God. And that being said, he come out of adultery, he kills, he murder, he murder his best soldier. But 
but he always admit himself. He never give excuse. So one thing I hate it is excuse. You know, I, just take it. Just like or, or take ownership. I'm wrong. I'm sorry. Let's move on. So that's something that I I love to to don't lose that. I don't want to lose that identity on myself. That if I'm wrong with you, I'm gonna say, look in your eyes, say, man, I'm sorry. Can you give me another chance? So that's that's the best thing a man can do. It. Vitor, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Hey, man, I appreciate I, it. You, you're coming to the fight, no? Hey, what, next Saturday, can, can I come? Come on, man. you got to be there. You cannot miss I, that. Vitor, don't even tempt me right now. I will, I will go to the fight. Schedule. Call Gary. Okay, I will call Gary. I'll make it happen. Hey, Vitor. Man, it's a pleasure. Honor to meet you, man. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I, um, I'll, I'll check out your Instagram post a little bit later. I'll let you know, okay? Okay, brother. God bless you, man. Thank you. Take it easy. Bye. And that is a wrap for this episode of In The Fight. Holy smokes. What an episode. Um, guys, thank you for making it this far. I appreciate it tremendously. Uh, thank you for understanding. You know, Some of the questions might not be as relevant as they were when I talked to them on Thursday. Um, but I appreciate you guys doing this. Means means a lot. Thank you, Vitor, um, for, for the time. I mean, he literally gave me an hour, which is just absurd. So um, it was a great conversation. I hope I can talk to him again. Um, you know, I'm unfortunately not going to be able to go to the fight, but it will happen soon. I have no doubt about it. We are, we're heading in the right direction. So um, another awesome guest, another great interview, and another fantastic episode of recording in the fight thanks guys this is 137 p.m own your future start this minute 137 p.m is a gallery media group original production